Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Tamaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And thank you so much for joining in today on our mindful chat with Joseph Fair. He is an author, a firefighter. He has has so much to offer and so much to talk to you about of his health journey, his life, and all those that he's um, come in contact with that he's helped out. So I really can't wait for you to join in and learn more about Joseph Fair. How are you today? Excellent, Dr. G. And uh, I love your podcast. Just listen to the one on the microbiome and how it affects our uh, neurology. And I'll tell you what, it was a masterpiece. Oh, thank you very much. It's all research back. I don't say anything that doesn't come uh, from learning on some aspect or in functional medicine, too. Excellent. So, um, so tell us a little, I say before we start, a little fun fact about you. I'm going to have all the information about you in, you know, later, but let's blow something fun. I, I am an insatiable, I have an insatiable appetite for learning. I'm a perpetual learner and I love learning new things all the time and I bounce around. So I'm no expert at anything, but I have a basic understanding of a lot of things from psychology, sociology to spirituality. That's amazing. How um, how have uh, like some of those learning perspectives changed the way you are now? Well, I realized after learning a little bit and doing some uh, meditation that I have a touch of a workaholic gene and uh, a perfectionist gene. Okay. And, perfectionist, uh, I don't have, but workaholic, I may. Yeah, yeah, and uh, those can lead to uh, chronic fatigue. Mm. workaholic, chronic fatigue, and uh, had to get realistic about uh, working 40, 50 hours a week and not 70. Uh, at one point in my career, I worked so much that uh, the stomach acid burned a hole in my intestines and mm. gave me diverticulitis and other illnesses. And uh, yes, mindfulness, meditation, and a daily uh, introspection of how tired I am and if I should start a new project or if I should go for a walk in the park, mm. I, I live my life a lot differently since I started meditating. That's that's amazing. How um, do you do it a couple minutes a day? Um, I try to um, spend uh, 45 minutes at the very beginning of my day. I have a little bit of coffee. Mm -hmm. I used to drink 10 cups of coffee. I have a little bit of coffee and some water, a little bit of prayer, meditation. I think through what I need to get done that day. And if I'm like on energy level nine, I may try to do everything. And if I'm on energy level three, I may work till noon and go to the park and walk to the park in the afternoon 
and try to take less uh, stuff there. I am clearly overdriven <laughs> and a personality, and I've had to try to dial that back to uh, keep my health, my heart, and my intestines healthy. That's so important that um, that you had to, like, you may have overlooked it over the years, but realized that, um, well, I could talk about gut health for endless, but stress transformation, I call it, that um, you have to stress, you have to uh, transform the conversation about stress. Because stress is not all bad, but when we take it in overload and excess, um, it can really do a number on our body. Um, uh, that is correct. Stomach acid uh, can burn a hole right in your intestines and uh, mm-hmm. get you right to a hospital and a surgeon. And yes. I learned that the hard way somewhere around 05, and I've been living my life differently and uh, eating a much healthier diet and limiting the amount of hours I work. That's excellent. I'm glad that you kind of like found that shift because I think some people will never be aware and will never change the way that they are and never empower them, their health. And um, the reason I have these conversations with individuals like yourself is, no, you're not a medical person, right? You're an individual living your life trying to you know, get through all different aspects and stress and perfectionism working, but you've had health issues and you've identified that you're not perfect. You've had, you know, ways to work on it and stress transformation in itself has helped you. And then changing the way that you eat and probably you're walking more and you're doing more, drinking more water, things of that nature. And uh, yes, uh, getting to bed at 10 o'clock every night, even if I got a big project, shut the computer off, get to bed, visualize the next day and not get too caught up in getting everything done today. That that's a challenge. I'd have to say I I can relate to on that. Um, having little one now, it really was um, you know, he kind of forced that one on me. <laughs> but I I learned that you know there's always another day. Yeah, I have uh, written some nice self help uh, stuff, police fiction, self help. Uh, had a very well received article in uh, Oneness Magazine, November twenty one, page forty three of Oneness Magazine, you can find my article. It's a byline with uh, Marcus LaPointe. And we wrote an article on overcoming adversity because we both had had some adversity as writers. We had both had some health issues and we thought we could help people by reading and trying to understand how adversity affects your health and your psychological impact and how a little bit of introspection can sometimes click something in your head and say, hey, I'm drinking too much coffee. Uh, maybe I'm working out too much. Maybe maybe I'm uh, working out at the gym so hard that my body isn't recovering in my sleep. Or if you have irregular sleep patterns, uh, maybe I need to get on and listen to a meditation and lower the stress level to get into a deep level of sleep. So, uh, yes, I am also writing self-help. You are. Okay. Wow. That's great. So you're taking it to the next level for yourself, even helping others. Yes. Well, you've been in, in, um, in police and, you know, you've been in service, you know, public service for others all your life. Yeah. Yeah. Public service part-time and I've done other jobs and, uh, I've experienced a few things, uh, related to post-traumatic stress. I've, uh, experienced some things related to chronic fatigue and uh, I 
looked at them as a gift because they motivated me to change my lifestyle and get into a more holistic lifestyle and think about longevity and my gut microbiome and uh, digestive health and uh, blood pressure, (laughs) uh, all those things, uh, diabetes. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to eat very many carbs right now. Uh, All of them have an impact in uh, bringing me closer to holistic health. They do. They all are, um, you know, what you put in your body, how you are, what your thoughts are. They're all directly affected, even though, um, you know, as I try to say, uh, little steps, but um, and and just bringing that awareness, that awareness in itself is is significant um, that, you know, we all need to kind of learn a little bit of that. Um, so would you like to talk a little bit more about um, your journey or your story? Um or, you know, I, I know could, you had uh, written a book too. You first, you could talk about your book. You had written it okay. um, to die here. I know it's a fictional book, but it is, you know, in some Fic- usually fictionals are meant of some sort of truth. Yes. Fiction novel. Uh, I had some experiences. I realized that uh, I didn't have enough experiences to write a good commercial grade book. So I had to write a fiction novel, but I took experiences I had other people had, and I repurposed them in, uh, to die a hero end of watch one and the book is basically a joseph campbell's hero's journey about uh, a small town cop who has some struggles he's got overcome and then he has got to find his courage and face a natural disaster at the end of the book and rally the rest of the people on the team to all be team players to save lives and at the end of the book there is a feel-good moment Mm-hmm. At the close of the third act, where we save a number of people's lives and we make an impact on the community, and the book has been very well received. And I feel blessed by this new career and retirement of writing and coming on podcasts and uh, having a lot of fun, honestly. Oh, that's so great. I'm glad. I'm, uh, it's always, it's, you know, to write in, in general is, is its own, uh, meditation. So that must have taken it, you hours. It time. is a very therapeutic thing to have a stressful thing and type it out and read it and see it. There's a distancing there and there's a healing after you do that. And anybody that's met, uh, having stress issues right now, listening to this, listen closely, journal it down, read it, think about it. And go talk to a uh, your doctor or healthcare provider on how to manage that stress and get a technique to meditate and get your mindfulness off the stress and onto positivity. Love it. I think that's so profound. How um, would you like to kind of talk a, a little bit about, you know, your oneness article or where I know you said that, you know, in general, you know, you've talked about how you've had some health issues and transition. Have you noticed um, you finding like trying to help other people? As you said, you're going to write a book on it. Do you find yourself now that you've learned these techniques, have you found yourself like kind of giving other people, like even friends and family, these little tips? Because I mean, I do it on the regular, but you know, that's part of my job and part of like life things now. But do you find for yourself, you're going, hey, did you drink a little bit of water? Did you wake up a little bit earlier? Did you sleep a little bit better? Things of that nature. Yes. Um, to quote somebody I know well, uh, you drop the little pebble 
in in a pond and there's concentric circles that come out from that and if you've been a person that's experienced some trauma and pain and health issues you can help the people around you and let that healing uh, go to the people around you so there is a positive to having traumatic experiences because it demonstrates to the people around you there is a possibility to heal from that and uh, if they have a similar experience they know who to come to to get advice to step through the grieving process and uh, get healing. So yes, I have done a little bit of coaching and helping people uh, since I've made my discovery. And I'm hoping that you and I help a whole bunch of people with this podcast, listening to it and getting to their own holistic health journey. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I mean, I, that's my hope. Even if just one person in that circle can, can hear or feel something so that they can make some changes for themselves. Um, I could read a little, uh, a little paragraph out of the article. I would love you to, yeah. That that would love, know, and um, I know, um, we'll put it in the show notes too to make sure that we have it for yeah, those. Uh, I know this resonated with tons of people because I got tons of messages on social media, and it rang a bell with a few people. And I'm just going to write, or I'm just going to read just a little short excerpt of the key thing in the article that got a lot of attention. If we choose to face adversity. With fearless courage, we come around to the idea that life must have some ups and downs. The process of fault-finding is unsatisfactory resolve. The elevator of life must have purpose. If humans are the clay and God is the sculptor, then life must possess some change, and change can be difficult. If we resist change, we are not participating in life with fearless courage. If we face and overcome adversity with courage, then we're living life from the dynamic that surrenders creativity of our life experience to God. Mm. Do you like that? I do. I'm trying to sit with it for a sec. Uh, Yeah, we'll put the show notes. We'll put a link to the digital copy. Anybody that heard that, they'll be able to go read the digital copy for free, the whole article. That's wonderful. Yeah, I can't wait for. And I like that the article's called. I mean, the the magazine is or called Oneness. What Oneness magazine? Correct. That's 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 a good that's a good title. Yes. I feel like that could be uh, construed in many aspects, right? Um. So, what inspired you through these years? Um. That kind of got you to kind of write and. Change. I know that your health journey, but what also yeah. inspired you? What was it? Was it something uh, specific? I had, the, I had the pain or luxury, depending on how you look at it, to be born with a learning disability called dyslexia, mm. which affects your spelling and reading. I eventually realized after listening to a few podcasts that most dyslexic have a very unusual creative side inside their mind also. It's augmented away from the lexographic structure of the sentence, but it has an augmentation toward creativity. And when I discovered that, I gave some tries to writing and set some stories around to friends. And they said, uh, yes, your writing is way above average and you need to take that and uh, bring it, package it properly and bring it to uh, to publishing. So uh, I knew I had experiences from public safety. I knew I had ideas with uh, self-help and I had to sit down and uh at the, the you know the computer and write out ideas and it was uh, the book was a four year project from outline to publication and I 
was given 90 days to write this uh, article, and I'd probably put in uh, 25 hours. Marcus LaPointe and I put in 25 hours to write that. Uh, so, yes, being uh, dyslexic gives you a little advantage in knowing how to structure a story and make it engage with uh, readers. Mm, that's that's phenomenal. I feel like that's so necessary now, you know, um, because I think people aren't always able to kind of like sit with that, right? And I'm glad you inspired and were able to kind of like sit in your, I guess, negative space or I wouldn't call it negative things that have happened to you that you you felt that people could have considered them a fault and to transition it into something better a learning disability is not something light you know and that some people will just be like that's what it is and and then they don't overcome or they don't try to um, manifest but you've manifested into this you know new change in your life um, writing and helping others Yes, most most trouble, most trouble does have an opportunity to at least improve us. So if we're in life and we have trouble, we can focus on the pain side or we can focus on the growth side. Both of them are there. It just depends if we want if we want the growth, we focus on the growth and we grow our uh our character through a little bit of pain and struggle. Uh but if we want to feel sorry for ourselves, we get caught in the uh the cycle of depression. And I've had a taste of both and I'm trying to live my life in a way now where I'm focusing on the growth and I'm looking at the experiences I had in life and said, how have these made me a better person? And I believe I'm substantially stronger uh, because of the experiences I've had. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree with you more with the being stronger from your, your past. Um, you taken the the high road right that i've taken others... the high road and i've choose to try to be selfless about things opposed to being selfish and uh it's a much more empowering energy to come from selflessness and try to give something uh bestow some value to society opposed to getting caught up in the selfish mode of being concerned about the pain or the frustration or anger or resentment or whatever. I think that's part of human nature that we get caught in that struggle. And we have to sometimes pray and meditate to get us to the other side of that from the resentment to the, uh, to the growth side. And then we have to exercise that muscle all the time. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, um, I feel like the growth is, you know, it goes in stages, but you obviously have come to a really good point in your life and career. I, I believe that uh, you're exactly right about the cyclical thing. There's actually, you're almost quoting a little bit of what's in the article there. There is a cyclical part of processing post-traumatic stress and you get little, uh, it's like the snow melting in the springtime. You get a little tire pop up out of the melt of the snow and then you decide if you're going to go back and revisit the whole pain of it or are you going to uh, reframe the experience restore it and say well that is something that happened 15 years ago and it doesn't affect me today or am i going to frame it as very important today and that's been a very uh, useful thing for me is to take something from the past and try to restore it 
and uh, put in there, you know, obviously it's 15 years ago. My life is totally different than it was 15 years ago, and it's not directly affecting me. So I need to let that memory go and create a new memory. That is hard for some individuals, but I think it's just, I say, changing the word. It, it's not hard. It's, it's reframing. It's reframing. It, it, uh, it's taking, ma- ma- making uh, things more important or less important based on what value they can deliver to your life and other people. Uh, my children are very important to me and oh. I want to set a good example. And so I show up in life and try to be a responsible person and I'm serving them in that way. And that's a good example of how if somebody could be in a struggle with stress and then try to find it. It doesn't matter if it's your children, your aunt, your uncle, your pet. Uh, take that energy and put that healing toward the other person. And it starts to develop uh, purpose and meaning in your life and gives you the courage to face your own uh, struggle and difficulty. The giving of love is probably just about as important as the receiving phase of it. And uh, if you can be in balance on that, you live a pretty uh, satisfying life if you're attempting to make everybody around you pretty happy and comfortable. I think you can. Yeah, you definitely can do more when you give than just, you know, receive. Um, would you like to um, tell, I'm going to have information on how they can receive uh, you in the show notes, but how can they get a hold of you? Um, uh, the best place to uh, get a hold of me is uh, Joseph Fair at Facebook. I also have author page Joseph Patrick Fair. Either one, people can reach out, direct message me. I can no longer receive friend requests. I can only get followers. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can direct message me there or Joseph Fair at LinkedIn. And if you want to see my creative projects, you can go to Joseph Fair at Twitter. And I try to post podcasts, creative projects, links to the book and magazine article on all those three patterns or three platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Okay. That sounds wonderful. I'm going to have that in the show notes, but um, how would you like, or what would you like to leave the audience um, with a small tip or thought? I would like to uh, tell people if they have a creative dream, like I did to totally and completely believe in yourself and surround yourself with people that are going to motivate you to get to your highest level. And when you surround yourself with successful people, that are motivated to do great things also. It helps you get, stay on the project and keep getting through it. Uh, my life is substantially different now that I've written, written a book and brought it out to the market than it was previous. And I believe anybody can. They just gotta believe in their dream, follow through, write down their goals and stick to their goals. Thank you for sharing because uh... Each of those goals turns into habits and those habits turn into su- success or what, and just like fulfilling life. So, so thank sounds you again. a little like Bruce Lipton. Sounds like you've listened to a little Bruce Lipton before. You're exactly <laughs> right. I, I've listened to the exact same thing. You set the right uh, habits, you write the goals, set the habits, take the action, the action, pray a little bit. What is the right yeah. action? What's my next right action? And then make a decision to follow through. 
Perfect. And we'll leave that with the audience for today. And thank you guys for joining in. Um, I hope you find a mindful way each and every day. Have a good night. Thanks again. Thank you, Dr. G. It was my pleasure. I'll come on anytime. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.